0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the UTE podcast by Developing Lafayette. My name is Ben Powers. I'm your host. And what we like to do with this podcast is we like to invite different business owners, different community influencers in Lafayette Parish that really highlight Lafayette Parish and what we're all about. It is The Teeth, hopefully your favorite podcast. Uh, There's not very many in Lafayette, two favorites, so hopefully it's a good one for you. Uh, We got a great episode today. We have uh, Jason, is it Leonard? Leonard? Leonard. 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 Okay. Uh, Um, We got Jason Leonard, who is the uh, founder of Lafayette Comedy. He's also a uh, comedian uh, as well. And uh, I don't know if he'll crack a joke or two, but uh, I'll let him do that. Okay, so uh, before we get started, as you always know, we do we definitely want to give a shout out to our sponsor, who is the Music Academy of Acadiana. Uh, without the Music Academy of Acadiana, we would be uh, probably just spinning our wheels trying to get this podcast to uh, work for us. Even though I love to talk, uh, it's got to also pay the bills. So. Thanks to Tim Benson, who's the founder at Louisiana—I mean, uh, not Louisiana Music Academy of Acadiana. He is a uh, UL Lafayette graduate, music school graduate. He founded the company. He loves teaching music. He has a, a great staff. Uh, they have over 500 uh, students during the month that go through it in, in and out of the building. And they teach students of all ages, styles. They uh, they're pretty much the Canadian's top choice for music lessons. They teach piano, guitar, voice. Uh, you know, I like the I like the saxophone. They teach that. <laughs> uh, they also teach audio production. So if you want to uh, learn how to produce music, or if you want to be a DJ, learn how to work all the equipment. They have all that. Uh, Like I said, they teach students of all ages and styles, they've sent students to college and to compete in major music competitions. They've even premiered on uh, American Idol and The Voice, which um, somehow is relevant uh, today, but back in the day, I'm pretty sure that was uh, big for them, and it still is. I mean, that's a pretty big title. So uh, we're grateful for them, man. They've been uh, awarded several big awards throughout the past few years. And ultimately, their goal is to make music lessons fun, educational, and to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers. Uh, even comedians sometimes need to have their juices... uh juices pumped? I don't know. Well, I don't know where I was going well, with there's, that. is a lot, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, it's totally live, like unedited. If I say it, it's there. Um, you can check them out on their website, music Academy, also you can check them out on facebook uh their websites on the screen uh instagram all those different places all the social media networks check them out and uh if you're interested in learning music at all uh it would be a great place to start all right so jason welcome to the show man it's good to have you
1: yeah thank you thank you is this supposed to, the mute light supposed to be lit up
0: so it is. It stays red. Okay, good. If right. it's live, if it's all blinking, right. it's muted. So... I did a
1: podcast two weeks ago, and there was no audio after an hour and a half. So. Oh
0: man! Some you know gems. what? I've made I've made some mistakes. That's fine. That's fine. I've made That's some right. mistakes. So this one's good though. This, okay, all right. Should, I see check. the audio bar. Everybody's right. listening. Um, so, uh, first of all, I want to know um, kind of a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Are you from
1: Lafayette? Uh no. no. Uh, originally from Oregon City. Don't claim it. Uh, originally
0: from Morgan City yeah now. yeah.
1: then I got out as soon as I could and then I've been here since 94 I spent 9 months in Baton Rouge when me and my wife got together and then I that was 9 months too long and then I came back here <laughs> and uh, yeah I've been here since 94 so since 94 yeah, so you're not gonna ask me how old i am <laughs> i won't do it I'm but 27 i don't know yeah, okay okay not, right, right 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 i'm old but uh, yeah i see
0: you got you got some uh some some marks on you yeah yeah i've got some i'm old. getting a little bit of them yeah I've
1: got uh, much
0: so so i uh, i won't ask you how old you are but okay. i will tell you how old i was in 94 okay nine okay yeah, cool. I was not able to live on my own.
1: Let's say that you were watching the snorkels and I was watching Pearl Jam. So God, yeah, snorkels, go. what is that? I don't know. That's
0: God. I was Rugrats and okay. uh, yeah, there you go. Doug, man. Yeah. All right. Nickelodeon. I was a Nickelodeon guy. Yeah. Uh, we had like maybe 22 channels, and the 22nd channel was Showtime, and I, you know, it was it was scrambled. Yeah. At night. So okay. All right. All, all right. On? All, right. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So you you're from Morgan City. Uh, you lived in Baton Rouge for a little while, and then you, you found your way to the big old city of Lafayette. Yeah. Uh, w- why did you stay in Lafayette?
1: I uh, I came here for college. I thought I was going to, um, I was trying to escape, and I didn't want to go to like the Homa area, and so I wanted to come here. Uh, I thought I was coming to do music. I was one of those band choir nerds in high school, and that didn't work out because I had to work, and then just, I don't know, I just stayed here, and then you, know, you get grounded, and I, I went to college, and... Then uh, started playing music, and then that one I did that for like 14 years, and just my wife, we she moved here with me, and you know we just kind of kind of grounded here. So okay, yeah. So
0: have you always been a funny guy?
1: I would like to think. I mean, I've always liked comedy since I was little, like Weird Al and the Fat Boys and Michael Jackson. Those were my favorite, you know, as a kid. Those are my favorite artists, you know. Um, I was always just diehard stand-up fan ever since i was a kid my i wasn't censored as a kid so like being like four or five i remember watching the stand i remember watching richard pryor you know and like, <laughs> i shouldn't have been you know and like cheech and chong and all that so i just kept it and i would get home i remember in like elementary school i would come home and it was on nickel i think it was on nickelodeon it used to be called turkey television it was way back in the day but i would watch that which was just weird stuff and then i would watch uh like any time there was like a, a half hour or evening the improv or any type of stand up like that's what i loved but i never knew you could do stand up until when i started doing comedy <clears> like it was it was weird like it was always this you had to move away to do stand up um, but yeah i wish i would have realized that before cuz you know i wouldn't have waited so long right. Yeah.
0: so yeah you as a kid you thought you had to move to a bigger city to do stand up yeah, comedy yeah you
1: can just do stand up in a bar and you know the comedy the it goes and comes, you know, you have the boom, the boom, then it dropped down, but uh, I didn't realize that you can just go to a, a bar and go, hey, you got a dead Tuesday night, let's do some stand-up, and then you got to find comedians, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so when that came by accident, I met some people in New Orleans who were doing it, and then that was it, and then here we are.
0: Okay. So, I'm, I'm kind of curious on at what point did Lafayette Comedy come about? Like, how did... How did you being interested in music and all that good stuff, and I did you go to college? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you mentioned that, but like, what was your degree?
1: Oh, and uh, I was in education, English, okay. yeah, nothing. So I dropped no- music, everything. <laughs> I mean, the only music I did post high school was like I, I gigged for 14 years with like bands and all that stuff, you know. But, um, you know, so about that time, I was in bands, and it just wasn't, I was getting to a point I was burnt out and I was booking for a bar, like, booking bands. And then I met someone in New Orleans and we booked a, a, a monthly Wednesday comedy night. And I didn't even go for the first couple months because I had band practice. And then uh, they had an open mic one night. So I was like, let me try it out. And that was it. And so that was about like 2014, I want to say. Okay. Early 2014. And then Lafayette Comedy kind of became a official business because I, re- I realized like, hey, in order to grow what the shows here, there was only like two shows. There was one that I was running. There was another another bar. Um, we need to attract people. And so 2015, February, 2015 booked the first show. We had Tom Segore right before he blew up and that was it. Then it became like legit. And then it was just like bringing as many comedians as I can. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, uh, so, uh, so it was about what, 2014, 2015 when you founded Lafayette Comedy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, where, where, where was the comedy scene like what was it like in Lafayette in that time because whenever I first saw the the Lafayette comedy Facebook page I thought I don't know why I thought this but it felt like it was like a uh almost like a um, AOC or a- ACA type of mm-hmm. uh like backed page I I thought it might have been like a city page oh. that was just kind of like trying to promote uh more diversity as far as Entertainment in Lafayette. Yeah. I didn't realize until recently that it was a independent, privately owned type of situation.
1: Yeah. Coming up with names are hard, so I, so I was like, <laughs> yeah. Lafayette Comedy, Comedy in Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, so look, the, I get boom, it. Boom, there we go. So easiest way. Um, yeah, it it was like there was nothing at the time. So when I started doing shows, they had a scene like they used to do shows back o three o seven, and so um, but none of those comedians were doing anything. It was just kind of dead. Uh, and then I started a show at, it was, let's see, it was called Scotty's Ice House. Then it became uh, Sidebar. Then it became Poets. You know, same owner. right? We just right. changed the name every That's on years. Johnson Street, right? Yeah, it used to be on Johnson <clears throat> Street. Then uh, it was right next to the Bulldog, that little yep. place. And then there was another place uh, called JP's where they were doing like a little independent scene. But it all began like right at the same time. But there was, you know, there was no experienced comedians. Maybe one or two guys in town had done stand up before. So it was all about like, who do you get? So it was like pulling from New Orleans, from Baton Rouge, anywhere you could. And that's just kind of how it started. And then it, it was, you know, we did a monthly show and then bands weren't working. So the owner's like, every Friday do a comedy show. And I was like, ugh. And then he's like, all right, I'll give you a budget. It was like 125 bucks. So that was to pay like all the comedians who we were hiring and then uh, myself running the show. And then that's it, then it started like, all right, you, you know you weren't making money in other cities because people. So I was like, "Hey, I pay you seventy five dollars to come do the show." People that was kind of unheard of because yeah. people were doing shows for tips at bars, you know, uh, and so it just started a network, and then it just kept on word of mouth, and then you know, to what it is today.
0: Okay, is this uh, is this what you do full time? What is your full time?
1: Oh, no, I like to eat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like money. No, I'm in a, I'm an education. Okay, That's okay. My so job.
0: are yeah. you a teacher?
1: No, not anymore. No. I'm a but a supervisor. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been a teacher. I've been so a, you're in
0: the public system, private.
1: Yes, public. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've been a teacher. I've been assistant principal. I've 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 done it all. Okay, but so you're
0: using your degree.
1: In a way, I'm t- no no. And, well, well, no, no. Oh, not for comedy. If, I'm, no. I'm using my degree. Yeah. No, I have a master's education. I'm about to start oh, okay. a doctorate. So wow. I'm like wow. that's my deep side. This is like my that's my Clark Kent. This is my <laughs> Batman, but with you know with interesting jokes.
0: God, that's cool. Um, all right. So Lafayette comedy comes about, about the, the mid 2010s. And do you feel like in 2021, there are more local Lafayette comedians coming about? Yeah. Do, you, I mean, um, do you think it's because of Lafayette comedy or do you think it's just because of those ebbs and flows that you mentioned earlier?
1: Oh, there's a, there's a lot. So, I mean, definitely Lafayette comedy because and then you've got uh, other people in town who run some other shows. But it's also, it's also the network and then also when I go do shows like out of state and, you know, people like I didn't know there was a scene in Lafayette. And it's also bringing in those national comedians. That's the biggest thing because you can see someone, you know, come to town and you're like, I didn't know there was stand-up comedy in town. Or it used to be. Like they would bring Doug Stanhope, all right? And he's done Lafayette like two times before I started. And it was like one at 307, one in, in Bruce Art at a place. But that was it. That was the only stand up that would come to town, unless you're, you're Seinfeld at the Hyman, you know, or Bill Cosby. We won't talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's bringing all these people and people see. So my thing is, one, I want you to see, hey, there's real stand up here. And now, like, we have more shows than New Orleans because New Orleans was, you, Unique because I guess because it's like the touristy town, yeah, but they didn't have any comedy clubs. And then if you want to see a co- comedian in New Orleans, you're going to see him at a big theater or a real tiny bar,
0: yeah. And it so, was usually probably an out of town comedian, right?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 all the time, yeah. So it's like people who are doing tours, then right, the big comedians you know, that you yeah, know, the, they,
0: they all, all, the all the big famous people just look at Louisiana as New Orleans,
1: yeah, and That's, they go to New Orleans because they would plan trips around it. So when I started yeah. booking people. You know they were already going to New Orleans for vacation, so it's like, cool, come do a show here, and then it, that's how I would get people. Now it's kind of like the opposite now people come here, but they don't go to New Orleans just because you don't have the, the type of draw or the venues to do it. It's weird, it, it goes up and down. Yeah. So, and, and it was really selfish because I wanted comedians to come here, so I don't have to drive to New Orleans or Houston. <laughs> so, like, cool, you're here in None town. of us
0: wants to drive that far, unless it's like. A super popular, super relevant comedian. Yeah,
1: and then you're going to get a
0: hotel room yeah. and,
1: you know. But I mean, it can be
0: fun to do that, but, like, oh yeah, there's but, there's some good stuff that happens here.
1: Yeah, so that was my other thing, too. So it's part selfish, but it's also, like, in order to grow a singing and go back to your question, you have to expose people that, hey, there's comedy here, but also you can do comedy. So you get a lot of people who start... Uh, maybe they come to a show they want to try it we, we do an open mic at the beer garden every Thursday we had two brand new comedians who've never been on stage so they they went up last night which is rare so it's like but it's also keeping those so I mean there's so many people that drop off I would say right now we've got like a pool of like eight to ten comedians who perform regular okay. around town so um, and they're local
0: all yeah. locals yeah all okay. locals so um Locals are always good, but you do need the the big names to kind of like, yeah, kind of keep up the the I guess the curve um, Most recently I went to a comedy show and obviously you were you were part of it because you were the first guy on stage And I didn't even know who you were no. honestly until this year and I was like I think that's the guy who runs like yeah, yeah. like make him up comedy like it, I host
1: it, all the shows That's like my thing like I just you know, I'm the, I'm the first yeah. person you see, the last person you see, keeping everything in order and yeah. trying to keep hecklers
0: down. Well, so my wife had to go see Chris Catan. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I, I look, I love the movie. Uh, Same here. Yeah. What, what is it? Uh, the Night at the Roxbury. I love it. I know the head bop. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, but like, I don't know him for anything else. Yeah like except okay i know there was like saturday night live but i wasn't a real big fan of saturday night live i was more Matt tv mm. um so I was like oh, i guess it could be fun i mean i know his face is a popular person yeah. so okay sure Let me, let's go watch it and uh, we had actually had uh some comedy tickets in new orleans uh pre-pandemic we bought the tickets in like february of 2020 then the world shuts down yeah, yeah. and the the service that we use uh Kept postponing the dates. It was for uh, Trey Kennedy. I'm pretty sure you've Mm -hmm. seen him. Uh, He was coming to New Orleans. And it got to a point where it was a year and a half later. And it said, hey, we postponed the dates again. I'm saying, you know what? It's 150 bucks." Yeah, yeah. And I paid all together. And Chris Kattan, it was cheaper. Mm -hmm. And we got a VIP table. Yeah, yeah. I said, you know what? Get my money back. They gave me the option. And so I said, put it to Chris Kattan. And we saved money. And so we went. And I was actually more impressed. And I don't. This is not a. A super dig at chris katan chris oh, katan was away. funny dig away no, was fine but i was more impressed with the uh the the the, the, the pre-show like the mm-hmm. the, 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 the yeah early, the openers yeah, yeah the openers yeah
1: yeah he's not a he's not a stand-up like he's not now he's doing a lot more so i was worried because i'm very conscious of who i'm bringing yeah you know and that one was like okay that it was gonna be interesting just to see how it worked, you know. And of course you relive in that, you know, if you love Saturday Night Live, Night the Roxbury, uh, Corky Romano, which I'm huge fans of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but yeah, that was an interesting show. So yeah, yeah, that, that was the the overall comment. Everyone loved all the openers, but his it's almost nostalgia. It's like it's you're gonna yeah. relive some stories and everything, and he tells a few jokes and then yeah. But.
0: Yeah, he that's what it was. It felt like more like just poking fun of his 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 past and yeah. just kind of where everything's at. Um, obviously, comedians are there to make you laugh and also to offend you in certain cases. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't say offend; it makes you think. It, uh, let but me let quit. me let me. That's what I'm trying to yeah. Yes, let me let me let me go to the point where <laughs> there was a thing that Chris Kattan said, and I'm like, oh, then he definitely
1: offended you. I'm sorry yeah. Oh, he yeah, fine. he
0: it was a it was a offensive in a way. that I'm like, all right. I know you're from a big city, whatnot, but okay. So in his, in his video where he was talking about coming to Lafayette, um, he was super scruffy and everything, and he mentioned the name of Lafayette, and it was Lafayette or something, however he said it. And yeah. I'm like, no, like, no, it's, La- it's Lafayette. Like, I don't care how Tennessee says it, La- anywhere yeah. else, it's Lafayette. Uh, not Lafayette, you know, so it was funny. This part was funny that he mentioned it on stage, you know, because at first he said Lafayette, and then he said Lafayette, whatever. Uh, and then he poked fun at Lafayette being basically not on the map. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh. All right. You know, a little bit of a stab, but all right. But he's Chris Gattin. Yes, I know. You can't, yeah. you can't, like, be super mad at him. I mean, he's from Los Angeles area. So. you
1: lucky you didn't try to say Boudin. That's the oh, biggest God, thing. Oh, God, I yeah. know. So.
0: Um, and then there was another thing. Um, I was kind of upset that he dogged on himself in, in this and i'm pretty sure this is because he he he's heard it over and over and over the part where he had to play the night at the roxbury head bop part yes like he turned on the music he said let me get this out of the way like do the head bop and that was it
1: he, you know that's that's set up like he that's part of his thing like he's, i that self-deprecating <laughs> so like before the show i had five minutes and he's like and he's he, he called me from his hotel room he goes I need you to pull up this song and I'm like okay and he's like it's called what is love and I'm like and he's like spelling it like out like I've never heard the song you know I'm like yeah I got it like it's fine you know so but so that's why I had to hot in the closet on stage uh and play it I have to sync it up to a certain point and then 23 seconds and then when he does it I have to press it and then he stops and then I have to walk off it's so dumb yeah
0: well it was it was great I was like you know what he 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 yeah, self-deprecating he he
1: did it to himself. he's not a norm show. that was a unique show that was like that was like our second show back from COVID, so let's just yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it was good. Um, <laughs> all right, so you have some other uh big acts coming, at least I think it's one that you scheduled what all- is it George Lopez? Is that part of your show? No, that's no. 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 Well, George Lopez is coming to Lafayette, right?
1: No, Carlos Mencia. George lopez. yeah
0: they both look all right like that's, similar oh,
1: you're gonna get some calls on that one but that's all right
0: <laughs> um okay so but it, you, <laughs> did you book him yeah yeah
1: mencia yeah okay yeah carlos Benson. god yeah, why a, was
0: the thing of george lopez uh,
1: well they both had sitcoms they're both yes, you know yes, hispanic yeah. you know
0: well it definitely wasn't the hispanic thing i think it was a sitcom thing yeah they
1: like, both it, kind of look alike with yeah. the in you know, the same age and everything but Okay, so... Yeah. But he's not even one of the biggest, but all right, that's fine.
0: Go but no, but he, it, was pretty, it was pretty interesting to see that you guys got him. So, like, how do you manage to get some of these bigger acts, like Chris Cotan and all that, to make their way to Lafayette?
1: So, uh, it all starts with, like, a track record. So, from the beginning, it's like, very first shows, make sure you got everything done, uh, make sure you do the writer, make sure the stage is set up, and make sure it's a good show. So, it's just from the start, how you seat people, how the room's organized... Um, you set the rules at the beginning you know don't talk you know all the all those little things that make a show good and when it's really good and there's and the tickets sell then they talk so we had Mark Norman you know in February that was our first show back from COVID you know we had we were on a fourth capacity and we end up doing five shows whereas last year we would have done just one show with the same amount of people uh, because you know he he sells well Um, and after that people want it to work, and so people start talking, agents start talking, and so the next week after that, it's just like, my inbox, my phone calls, are, we want to come here, so someone wants to come here, and, and that's how you do it. So, and, and it just takes one comedian who's really well known to say, hey, you're this is a good good room, and then everyone else wants to do it. Okay. And you because know, you're connecting. So usually I, I tell people, I can connect you from Austin to Houston to New Orleans. Uh, us all the way to you know uh, Florida so I'll book him in Biloxi in, in Alabama help him you know help him set up runs and then now it's just a point where every now and then I'll seek out someone but a lot of times it's an agent going this is who wants to work who do you want and uh, or who's available yeah so you know I got Miss Pat next week who's one of the you know the biggest and you know the fact that she's coming here is kind of kind of little, little you know takes me back a little bit like wow this is gonna be amazing you know Every now and then I get like really kind of freaked out because these are people that are you know or or the at the top you know or then like when we had Emo Phillips a couple of years ago he's a legend and you know the fact that yeah. we went to Waterburger after which is you know <laughs> which is kind of crazy like all right that's fine you know but yeah it's just about just doing good shows that person liking it word of mouth and then you know they, they keep on coming.
0: Okay, so it's a combination of you know the reputation of the city and if you know if we can if the, the the comedian the act finds it attractive enough yeah like yeah there has to be some type of like two-way street there yeah yeah it's a, it's
1: all about one it's the it's how how how's the room they want to know is it set up for comedy um does it feel good is the audience good
0: and when you say room so for example uh is it the club is it club 337
1: yeah so that's the one where we do our bigger shows yeah. at the double tree and that one feels like a comedy club it's dark the ceilings are pretty low it's got good lights the stage is nice it kind of you can kind of sit on the side of it. so that feels good that feels like a comedy club whereas sometimes you know you go into certain rooms you can tell it's a bar and the TV's on and all that like okay. so we make it like hey you're walking into a comedy show uh, so that's the main focus uh, you know as far as the set up the room also how the shows but also the money aspect too it's like what is this enough for them to come here too? And that's that's a you know that's the part of the business deal.
0: How uh, for Chris Katan, how many shows did they in he end up having?
1: We did five because we were still on seventy five. Because normally in that room, you know, it's two hundred plus, um, but like the the when COVID guidelines, we're at seventy five people. So um, we ended up doing five shows, and all four of them completely sold out, and one still had a few tickets left. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so normally there would be what one two shows. Um,
1: it depends. Normally we do one show when we're at full capacity because you can fit you know, you know, a good number of people in there, and we've had more than one okay. uh, per night. So lately it's been they want to do like weekends. So when you go to a traditional comedy club, you're doing two shows on Friday, two on Saturday. If it sells well, they'll add a Thursday, they'll add a Sunday, and then sometimes they'll add an early Saturday show. So we did that with Mark Norman. We had two on Friday and we had three on Saturday, which is like 6, 8, and 10, yeah. you know,
0: which is... Yeah. I noticed that whenever we got our tickets for Chris Kattan, it sold out fast. Yeah. And then I, was, I kept seeing more shows were added, yeah. more shows were added. I'm like, okay, I don't know if they had planned for this many shows, but it like...
1: No, you start slow and you and you see what happens yeah. and when they sell, and then you need it. And it's, you know, we had Brian Posehn a couple of years ago and we sold 200 tickets in 18 hours. Wow. And I was like, the Russians have hacked us. This. this is great, you know? <laughs> uh, and then we put another one on sale, so we end up doing like, two shows at like two hundred fifty per show, you know? Yeah. So you just don't you don't know. Sometimes you get surprised. Yeah.
0: And so as a comedian yourself, yeah. Um how is it doing that many shows? Like, is it does it become routine or do you get do you get in a do you get in a position where like after the second and third show do you kind of feel like you're you're not you don't have the charisma. you like you're not able to present yourself the right way or are you getting tired
1: so sometimes you go in that autopilot but i don't i have i don't get there a lot usually okay. it's like because it's i'm also looking at people and it's a different crowd and you're like whoa do i do this joke because it's a <laughs> table you know someone's grandpa here or oh this these people look a little <laughs> tight rear-ended you know should i not get do don't. Know, you just go with it and like part of it too is Improving too, getting a little ad-libbing in there, adding something you yeah, yeah. normally do or just reaching out to the audience. So I always said if I get on autopilot where it's like, all right, here we go, I'm gonna, that, that's when you, you're you done. I yeah. mean, because what's the fun of it? So yeah, you do. You may do the same jokes, same set, but there's always a different because you learn quick. Like you can do the same jokes 10 nights in a row and you're going to have 10 different shows because it's all about the audience. Yeah. The audience really affects how a show is going to happen. Uh, and it takes, I always say it takes one person to laugh to make everyone laugh and it takes one person not to laugh to make it the worst night, you know?
0: So, so, so so going off of that, what is it like, I know it's gotta be super awkward, but what is it like when you think a joke is going to nail and it, it's flat? Like Uh you, have you had that before? No, I'm amazing. No, uh, no, that happens all the time. Um,
1: especially when you do new stuff or especially when you, You do stuff that's tried and true, and then to just like, did you go, like, did I say it wrong? Did that was the mic not clear? What happened on that? (laughs) It's people you're dealing with people. It's like it's like dealing with dogs, like, you know, or children. It's not always gonna be the same. And, um, but yeah, when you do a joke and it doesn't work, you own it. I like to own it, you know, I'll say something stupid, like, well, I thought that joke was great, or I'm keeping that one, or I'll go, like, you're right, that one's, you know, whatever. You just have to roll with it because if not, then it's just you looking sad up there yeah, yeah
0: yeah um does it do can anybody be a comedian or does it take a special type of person anyone can i mean it's
1: you just got to understand what comedy like when we, we tell people for our open mic i always say any i always i say it like three times a night if you ever want to try this anyone can do it you won't be the worst person because we <laughs> always say we've seen that person, you know, it's uh, but you get surprised. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, you know, you got to understand comedy and, and and what it is. And it's not just like, hey, you're not just making up everything on the spot. You know, it's jokes. You, you, the, some people make it look like everything's just off the cuff. But, you know, if you fan of theirs and you follow and you watch several shows, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing. Now, you have people who write on stage, but they come in with the idea and then they, that's how they, you, you get things. And sometimes what happens just coming out your mouth right then and there, sometimes things that's, that's great to keep. Um, but the main thing is just like getting jokes and, and coming out there and trying it. And like, we've had some people who, you know, brand new and then like right from the get go, they're great. We had someone who was a, she was a professor at UL. She was in uh public speaking communication and she just told a story and it was awesome because she just had that experience. So it's all the, pre- you know, presenting yourself. Yeah. But I encourage anyone to try it. I mean, you learn
0: a lot about yourself real quick. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I, I'm assuming this, but I want to see in your perspective. There are some times where I'll watch a comedian and they're telling a story and the story feels believable. Mm-hmm. But it's almost too funny to be true. Are some of these stories from comedians fabricated or are they real life situations maybe churched up a little bit you, you yeah I, you
1: you've um, you been the truth a little bit I have a joke about like buying like a bunch of boxes of cereal which is true it was from a true story but I bought like a I don't know it was uh, it was like a case of, it was a little c- it was cereal okay but I embellished it because I was like well what's funny about that because I was talking about like okay I had all these cereal maybe I had like I don't know, like 48 boxes of cereal, okay? Yeah. And I was like, well, how can I make this funny? And then you go through the process. And it's like it's like writing a paper. You do it, you you edit, you revise, you keep on doing it. And then for me to make it funnier was to say that I bought a gross of cereal, which is 144. And then like, okay, what can I do with the word gross? And then that became a bit that I did forever. Um, because it just became a whole wordplay and puns and everything okay. else. So you you twist it a bunch I mean, you know if you it, Some people may their stories may be a hundred percent true But a lot of times you have to add a little little spice to you know yeah, make yeah. it better you know?
0: a little seasoning. Yeah, yeah. Um, So in the past, you know five six years uh, What through all the acts that you guys have brought in and everything who's like been your standout like Favorite, for your opinion.
1: Ooh, man. Um, they can be more than one, I guess. Yeah, there's so many. Like, I'm thinking that first year that, like, having Tom Segura was great, and that was right before he broke. We had Nate Bergatsu that year, and there was only, like, 40 people, like, which still baffles. I mean, now you can't go see him because he's selling <laughs> out arenas. Um, you know, um people emo phillips was really big because that's someone that's just a legend um but you get people like uh like tomorrow night we got sean patton who's one of my top favorite comedians and this would be his fifth time here so just you know him doing that there's so many we had um comedians on saturday night live you know you've watched for so long and it's like now they're here so every night each show is really special um Really, is, for me, my favorites are just the people that I nerd out about that I listen to their podcasts regularly and I'm just a big fan of, yeah. and then just get to watch them here, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, do you know who John Christ is? John Christ. I, I know the name. Uh, he's, I, I I use this term, a Facebook comedian. Okay. Born on Facebook, Instagram, I guess okay. all, but have made a name for themselves where they get millions and millions of yeah, views. Yeah. Um, he was. Uh, he he was coming to Shreveport one year, and, or shreveport Bozier, One of those, and um, and we wanted to go so bad, but I think we had came across a time where it was just not going to work out. And then some drama happened with him and whatnot, so mm-hmm. he had to he had to be canceled for a little oh, yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I guess where I'm going is for those types of comedians that get popular on social media, how are how are we able to Steer them in the path of coming to Lafayette.
1: So, see that's the, that's the interesting thing right now. There's a lot. I guess during COVID was a perfect time for them to grow, right? But there's a lot of com—I'm gonna say comedians, but they're not stand up. They're doing Instagram things, and so yeah. it's a guy with a filter on his face doing his thing in his car. I don't know what he's saying, and next thing you know, he has millions of followers. <laughs> and then I get a lot. I get hit up by a lot by agents wanting to put those people here and I'm like, I can't book an Instagram comedian because it's I don't know if it's stand-up I don't, you know, and you, you risk the I don't want to ruin these shows and I don't want someone to come out like you're following someone on Instagram, but how how you can't do the face filter live what are you going right, to do, right. you know, but there's some really funny people, but, and some of them do both stand-up and that but, I, I don't know, that's, that's a weird thing that started coming up in the last year and I don't know how to approach it because I don't know how uh you know 700,000 followers on Instagram translates to a comedy show and laugh yet. Yeah. Because sometimes I think people, you know, they should I think everyone should know if you're a comedy fan, you should know who Eddie Pepitone is, all right? And if you don't know who Eddie Pepitone is, I'm like you're not a real comedy fan. <laughs> but then we had Eddie Pepitone here and we had less than what we needed and I'm like why? Why does that not work, you know? So but at the same time I could put in a guy who's got the the you know whatever filter he's wearing a wig and his his Subaru and he's filming all these videos and he's making tons of money off of Instagram and YouTube and then I could put him in a, a venue and then we sell out 30 shows like I don't understand it so that's a weird <laughs> yeah. world that I am not enjoying right now uh, because I just don't know how to how it works you okay know? yeah
0: yeah you know it's uh it's hype I'm guessing yeah yeah it's yeah.
1: A, it's a different type of thing but like I focus on stand-up yeah um you know Chris Katana side I focus on (laughs) stand-up but you know so that's that's where I'm going you know in bigger markets I can see those people doing well and selling and you know there's all kind of other things that come with it but
0: okay um so I know you said you uh, you had mentioned that uh you have some summer some summer stuff coming up uh what was it how did you word that the Uh, summer comedy series yeah summer comedy series so tell us a little bit about that
1: (laughs) um it just happened to fall where like, you know, when everyone's just wanting to come through and the next thing you know, my plate was full with all these shows, but it's like big name shows. So I was like, well, let's just make it something, you know, I'll, before COVID, I was trying to do a comedy festival, usually comedy festivals like two or three days. And, it's you know, it's com- local comedians, it's, uh, comedians just who are, you know, just amateurs, you know, in, in the scenes coming down, you know, the submission process. And then you always have your big, you know, headliners, your national comedians. Uh, and that got put on hold again. So um, when all these other st- shows started happening, I was like, "Let's just call it a summer comedy series, or whatever." And then it started. Like, all right, like, here's all these people, and then it's already changed. There's so many more comedians. I bought a bunch of posters to hang up, and then like now they're invalid because all you know, so many other shows. Oh wow! But yeah, so we actually we we've been rolling. Last week we had Shane Torres, who's amazing. Tonight uh, at the Beer Garden, we got Tom Takar, who hosted the Comedy Central podcast, and he's done Conan tomorrow night Sean Patton who's one of the best uh Miss Pat uh July we got Robert Kelly who's like back in the day from like tough crowd with Colin Quinn I mean one of you know almost like the legends of yeah um Kurt Braunohler who's like been in movies the big sick he's been in uh he's voices on Bob's Burger and an amazing stand up what what
0: voice on Bob's does he do oh
1: he um he does uh Tina's Boyfriend that she likes. I'm forgetting oh, right now. Oh, oh, oh! My kids oh, are probably screaming God. right now. I'm,
0: it's like right there. Yeah, Because yeah. my wife and I watch bob Burgers all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, but he does several voices on there. A lot of comedians I have, have done voices on Bob's Burgers, which is even that's even more nerdy for me because I'm like, oh, that's. I tell my yeah. kids like, guess who's coming to town? You know. Um. So yeah we got that. You got Carlos Mencia. We've got Shane Gillis, um, Matt bronger He was on Mad TV. I know you said you're a big fan. He was on there. Um, we've got Sarah Tolomash who's, you know, she just recorded a special put out on YouTube that's doing great. Uh, uh, Kyle Canane, uh, just like the, the top in, in comedy. If they're not selling out arenas and they're still obtainable, you know, then we're, we're trying to get them here. So, yeah,
0: awesome. Yeah. Well, so, so how long does that last? Like, from what day to, I mean, I'm guessing, obviously... <laughs> Starting tomorrow, I mean, probably since before yeah, that.
1: Yeah, so we've been going since, like, the summer, you know, I guess, you know, I really always consider it since May through August. But, I mean, you know, Todd Berry was the end of the uh, the August runs. Uh, who's He's, you know, he's one of the best, and, you know, he's been in movies and all that. But now it's like so many more shows have been added that it's like, all right, we. it's always hot here. Yeah, so we yeah. just like going to extend the summer. So it really focusing on those summer shows, but it's just nonstop. So,
0: is there a particular part of the year where comedy is like better? Is it the summer, or can it, can comedy be uh, good during the winter?
1: I would say pre COVID, it was yeah. Like the fall was always good. People liked to tour. It was easy, and then um, and spring was always good. Summer was always like people were just like, ugh, it's so hot, you know. Yeah. But yeah, just depends. I mean, now after everything that's going on the last year, I don't I don't know. It's all it's all washed. I don't know what's going to happen anymore.
0: Oh, man. Um all right. So uh we're at about 40 minutes. I don't want to go too much farther, but I I um, I told you earlier that I made a post on Facebook about dad jokes <laughs> oh, boy. and there's there were some, some funny ones. Um I told uh, I even shouted out that you we were going to be doing the podcast again on the, on the comment section, but there were some jokes that um I wanted to read, and so let me see if I can uh, pull up a, a couple of them here.
1: Are these things you wrote? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No,
0: these are all uh, people that have commented, oh, okay. and okay. some of them have been were super, super funny.
1: I want names so I can track these people down. You know, either I mean, recruit them or you know, right. Band. You know, but
0: I, I'm pretty sure they probably Googled. <laughs> uh, but still, it's funny. Uh, I I made first of all. Uh, let me preface. I made my own joke. Uh, this is how the post went. Um, let me see if I can pull it up on the screen here, so uh, so that people can see. So I made a post this morning. It said, "All right, dads out there, give us your best dad joke." And I said, "We'll go first. I said. is the best time on the clock, hands down. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: not bad. That's not too bad.
0: Okay, all right. That's
1: that's a thinker. Okay, you gotta learn. You gotta know how to tell time. That's good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, the uh, there's so many. There there was one of them that got a lot of reactions. Um, So so here's one uh, from Jared Alamon. He says, What did the drummer call his twin daughters? In a one and a two. (laughs) Okay, okay. I know, I know, I know. Where's the Um, camera? Can they see me sweating? All right, this was a good one. Uh, This person, her name is Mary Duyon. She goes, I'm not a dad, but what do you call a snake that is 3.14 meters long? A Python.
1: <laughs> Can I go out this window? All right, thank yeah, you. So, yeah, All right, that's, thank that's, you. that's a straight okay. exit. That's right, Thank oh,
0: you. Oh my God. Yes, I mean, dude, some of these were super funny. Uh, this one's, this one's a movie reference. What would the Terminator be called in his retirement?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy this way too much. Jesus.
0: All right. I'm hit, hit. Oh, a dad, dude. It's yeah, ridiculous. I know. I know. Uh, the Exterminator. Oh. <laughs> all right all right all right one more one more uh gosh uh, i'm I'm scrolling here because there was one that was really funny that kind of cracked me up this morning uh and i used a gif but the way facebook comments work they 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 hide it sometimes yeah uh come on where are you
1: I will be going back through this post later. Yeah, and, you're gonna I'm have to like or unlike all of these <laughs> just to. Anyway. Oh. If I like your post, please come do comedy,
0: try open mic, but don't do jet tricks. But that's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, uh, I can't find the one that was uh, super funny. It, the one of the first ones, and I, I laughed so hard at it, and it was probably the is it, it was it probably wasn't even that funny, but it just the way it worked. It well, was that's funny. The,
1: that's the whole point of Jad tricks, dude. Make your, oh, if you can make God. your kids roll their eyes at you, it's a funny joke. You know? Yeah. That's, that's my goal.
0: Well, there was one that stumped me. And I had to, I, just full, <laughs> full disclosure, I had to Google it. And it was, did you know that 10 plus 10 and 11 plus 11 was the same thing? Or is the same thing? 10 plus 10 is 20. 11 plus 11 is 22. <laughs> i know i know it's it's great it's great I right all right i'm done with the i'm done with them um the, yeah we got some we lost laugh. a few callers on this one we though. got a couple of laugh reactions to oh them, well, there so you go there that, that's good okay um so <laughs> yes i i it's because it's father's day this weekend i said you know what let me get the dad jokes there was a um are you on tiktok
1: uh just for home home improvement stuff, I don't post home anything. improvement. I just stuff, watch yeah. like people painting and they do that thing with the caulk and you wet it and you put. Oh like, yeah, okay, cool. No, it's like, like ASMR. Yeah, so I try to get like, <laughs> hey, I told my wife like, can we? What do you call it? Ship black or whatever. Lock the, you know, put the. No, she said no. So, but uh-huh. I just watch stupid home improvement stuff. On so
0: that. I love it because there are some comedians and they're true stand up. Like yeah. they show their stand up on the the, yeah. the thing, and. Um, so i go through there and i'll watch a few and so there's been some really funny stuff in there um i was going to say something about the tiktok and for some reason i i lost it but i wanted to see if you were on it because there's some pretty good acts on there no
1: i've watched quite a few and a lot of times you'll see like on reddit a lot of tiktok videos posted because more people are using it but uh no i mean it's a good way to get out you know nice short clips of your stand up cuz it's a good short attention span yeah you know? yeah uh, so yeah. a lot of people use it
0: yeah so and they were they were averaging about a minute long and now they've yeah, added yeah. 3 minutes and sometimes it feels like forever but it's funny the home improvement stuff is it the home depot theme song in the background yeah well
1: yeah, yeah that or just people just doing stupid yeah, just stuff in the house uh a <clears> buddy <throat> of mine we've had here uh, dusty slay who's like really big now he's done he does like the the, the Grand Ole Opry he performs over there, um, he has a TikTok channel, and he's just a, uh, like, he's a family-friendly friendly comedian, but he's killing it on there because yeah. all his stuff are just, they're perfect for that medium, you know?
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, before we go, um, what do you hope to seek out of the, the, the evolution of Lafayette Comedy as their company? Um, do you foresee yourself ever being uh, Lafayette Comedy full-time? Or, like, what does the future look like for Lafayette comedy and the, the comedy scene for Lafayette?
1: Yeah, um, my my main thing is, one, just keep bringing shows. And it's just, like, getting people out to shows that still people don't know. I Actually, I was sitting in the truck when I pulled up, and I was looking at one of the posts you did, and someone said, I didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, you know... I look, I only have so much money in advertising. Right now it's almost social media and you know, we've done other things. So, um, it's just keeping, getting the word out and like getting people like, Hey, you know, you've heard now podcasts are like really huge for comedians. So a lot of people know just comedians for podcasts, but it's also like, wait, you can see someone in town. So a lot of people haven't been to comedy shows. You would, you'd be surprised the first timers, they just never been to a comedy show. And then you have to, that's, that's, that's mind blowing, but. It, that's that's the process so for me it's just keep getting people out to shows um every six months i get asked are you opening a club you know louisiana does not have any official stand-up comedy clubs like just, an improv yeah they used to be one in shreveport like another Fun one in houston uh yeah they, they have one of those but like baton rouge shreveport had the only official comedy clubs those are long gone um so every now and then people ask me and it's like it has to be a multi-use thing it has to be you know it has to be comedy stand-up improv um, and, you know, other things to really make it work because, you you know, that takes a lot. It's like running a bar, you know, or a restaurant. So, um, that's always in my mind. I would love to get to a point where I could have one, but it needs to be enough where I can, you know, have enough people to sit, you know, like 300 people, um, and, and use it for other things. But that's, that's something that's, that's a carrot that I would love to, you know, chase for a bit. Yeah. But it takes a lot. Right now, like, I'm using, I rent out venues, so I use mainly uh, Club 337 and Doubletree. They're great. Boom. That's a beautiful venue. And then we use the beer garden where, you know, we have a show tonight. That's great. You know, that comedy is almost associated with the beer garden and the Doubletree. I mean, that's where we do most of it. We're starting to use the grouse room. We're going to have Todd Berry there. Um, And we've used other places. I've done... Restaurants and bars that are no longer here, or that, you know, they're now they're something else—a medical supply store, which is just <laughs> weird, you know. Um, we've done stand-up uh, when it was uh, dick stackers which is now Viva La Waffle, you know. So I you know, passed there. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. It's so weird, you, yeah. just, you know. All these bars. For me, it's just to keep doing it, um, keep finding venues. Um, you know, it's it's we don't have a lot of theaters in town, so you either are doing you know independent rooms or you're doing you know the Hyman Center. So um which is 2200 people which is you know you really got to find an act. Yeah. so it just keep growing um i want to keep bringing them great comedians um and then also keep pushing the scene here and so you know you build your local comedians by having open mics and then putting them on show so you know unless a comedian's like hey i'm bringing my own people to open i'm putting local people on shows because you you get to do more time and you, you're in front of way more people and it's a whole new experience. It feels more real than just, you know, doing jokes at the beer garden uh, or another yeah. bar where anyone can go up, you know, whether you're going to the, you know, New Orleans or whatever, you're just, an open mic's an open mic, you know? Ours at the beer garden's kind of unique because we always end the, the show with a headliner. So that could be someone uh, in the region or touring that's doing a little more time, but it, it kind of brings it back, you know? So we have a good thing over there, but it's always getting people out in front of those national comedians. You know, just like yeah. an opening band. You know, um, I don't know the you know Pearl Jam's coming to the Cage of <laughs> dumb. All right, cool. This band's going to open, and you know they used to play in a you know a show on the Strip, and now they're opening Pearl Jam. Same thing with comedians. It's all about getting in front of a bigger audience and 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 better you yeah. know, comedians. So. Yeah,
0: it takes some work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to pull up your your website, and so that people so. Um, Literally, I'm gonna just go to I'm gonna just go to Google and type in Lafayette Comedy. But I think it's LafayetteComedy.com, right? Yeah,
1: LafayetteComedy.com. Yeah. should be the should
0: be the first thing. So yeah, if you want to, most people just use their search engine. Just type in Lafayette Comedy, pull it up, yeah. and so you can uh, obviously you can buy tickets here. You can see who the next uh, acts are. And I love yep. the I love the uh, the graphics. Uh, Thank you. There, if the graphics remind me uh, if I'm kind of like I'm if i'm seeing a poster yeah on a telephone pole you know that's how you used to advertise stuff yeah yeah and all... and it looks very uh new orleans almost new york-y kind of the way the vibe is on the, the yeah, design yeah. i'll looks take good. it yeah, yeah
1: i try to do it uniform and you know use the same ones and then, no uh, it's,
0: it's you got a brand going on there it's uh, it's yeah. all lining up
1: and you can go to the top and see like if you want to see who we've had you click on the top past comedians and you get to see you know all, all the people we've brought and that's usually people go I can't believe I missed this person. Like, right. Hey,
0: you missed him. Sorry. So, yeah, guys, if you're listening, go to LafayetteComedy.com. Uh, let's look at the past comedians here. Uh, so, there's a good bit. Oh, you yeah, had that guy. All right. <laughs> yeah, that guy, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brian, Brian Posehn. saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a dude. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm bad with names. Yeah. But faces, you, I recognize got, faces. I tell people he's
1: like, he's a big, Tall nerdy guy, and then once I show him the picture, then yeah, yeah, I mean, like, see, you have someone like this who you've seen on TVs, movies, and all that, and then they're here in town, and then after the show, if you're hanging out at Mills, you know, it's breathe the fire. We're at Mel's, you know, and now it's like, okay, we go, we go to this place, and it's like, and people walk in, they're like, why are you, <laughs> why are you here? And he's like, I had two shows tonight, and they're like, oh, we didn't know about it, and then everyone looks at me like, you know, so.
0: Oh man, this is cool though. Um, so and the 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 lineup is pretty diverse. I mean, you got women, men, white, black, Hispanic. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 very good. It's a, a good lineup there.
1: Yeah, I always I don't care what you are if you're funny. Yeah, you're funny. You hey, can't you know, can't you know deny what? that. But and you know
0: what? Sometimes comedians, the best comedians, are the ones who can poke fun at an audience that normally other comedians probably wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Yeah yeah uh so good stuff so yeah um look man i i appreciate you coming on yeah uh, it was good hopefully hopefully by you know doing this episode maybe there'll be a, a few more people that hear about it
1: please like you know whether you want to try stand up just come to a show i mean it's la- it's the best thing in the world you're laughing like you can go somewhere you put your phone away an hour to 90 minutes <clears throat> and you just watch someone and you just laugh and yeah. enjoy and
0: and it's you know. not intimidating at all like i feel like maybe the cuz you mentioned earlier there's people that have gone to their or haven't been to their first or have just gone to their first stand up comedy mm-hmm. show and as a kid i always thought like how do you get to be in an audience like cuz <laughs> the comedian is engaging with the audience
1: and we don't we don't have a lot of comedians who are like in your face, like no yeah. one's. We've never had a comedian who's like trying to insult people. We have people do crowd work; they'll talk to them, but it's and some of the best things have ever, ha- you know, the funniest things in the show have happened from that, you know. Um, but you know, it's it's safe. Don't you don't have to sit in the front? I tell people it's fine sitting against the front. You won't you won't get picked on, uh, or you become part of the show, you know. Yeah. If the comedian invites you, but you know, come hide in the back. I mean. You know, Doubletree, we're doing a night uh, tomorrow night. You know, that's that's big. So you got a lot of space to sit. But even at the beer garden, you know, it's a it's kind of like a shotgun thing. So yeah, get a table in the back, get a table on the side, and and just laugh, just laugh. It's laughing. Yeah. I mean,
0: where else, you know? I'll be honest. Uh <clears throat> I've been to a couple of shows, and the Chris Catan show, I was wanting so bad. I was thinking to like myself, the VIP table. I hope it's super close to the stage because I want them to. Do yeah. so. I want them to say something to me or like <laughs> pick <laughs> at me. I like yeah. like I'm I'm down for that. Like I see I watch videos of comedians like pointing out people in the audience and like it is cringy sometimes, but like I'm hoping for that. Like Yeah. What what's,
1: com- comedians can tell. Like if you don't want to be picked on, you know, you can tell by yeah, someone's response.
0: Yeah. And so you move on, you know? Good stuff. Well, uh, yeah, man. LafayetteComedy.com, If you guys want to check it out, uh, you can see all the the upcoming shows. You can buy the tickets there. Yeah. Uh, familiar familiarize yourself with it because uh, it's a great it's a great thing that's happening locally, and obviously a lot of people have not realized that it's a thing that's happening. So,
1: no, com- comedy always takes the backseat to music. and yeah. You know, I as someone who played music for a long time, <laughs> it's just another form of art, and it's like, all right, just we're here come you know at least you can you can laugh that's it yeah no, you dude, can sit down and laugh i mean that's great music yeah. is
0: great but, you know the energy's great at a concert but i if somebody can make me belly laugh yeah like not just like <laughs> but like yeah. i'm talking about like my belly hurts it's the greatest feeling that's that's the greatest feeling and you know it's 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 a fun time it's a fun show to to be able to attend to stuff like that so yeah if you if you
1: come to a show and you see me you, you watch this podcast uh We'll just mention, it and I'll give you a koozie. What? How's that? And Tyson, I'll give you a free koozie. Nice, one, one per person.
0: Nice, one per person. <laughs> I gotta wear some new koozies. That's fine. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jason, um, like I said, I hope I hope that we exposed Lafayette Comedy to a few more people. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have about you know, uh, give or take. Each episode has about 1,100 to 1,500 views. Sometimes more. Well, oh, that's a
1: lot of koozies I'm going to lose, but well, that's fine. Well, that's views, that's okay. not people. Oh, okay. All right. But, All right. you know, fine. roughly,
0: uh, <laughs> so there, there's going to be a few, uh at least a, I would say maybe a couple hundred that, yeah, yeah. that really take something out of this, hopefully, and um, yeah, man, I hope it I hope it helps, and yeah. I, I look forward to watching some of the acts that are coming up, and uh my, maybe my wife and I will start getting into the attending comedy shows more often, because we have a a four-year-old, about to be five. So we we, we like to take date nights, and sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, especially if it's a it's an act that we're familiar with. My wife, she's not the hugest stand-up comedy person, but I love like the the raw like beginners. Yeah. Like like I said, oh, Chris Catan's yeah. show. I think his name was Trey. Yeah yeah. Uh, from he was from Los Angeles. He made me laugh. Yeah. The most, and he was poking fun at, you know, politics in a way that was. Offensive to some, but not too offensive to others. Yeah. it's like you teetered the line. So yeah. he teetered the line, yep. and it was well executed. I was like, so, and I saw him after the show. I, I went to use the restroom, and I came out. Of course, I washed my hands. Uh, I always do, <laughs> COVID, especially COVID. Yeah. And then I saw him just sitting on the uh, the couch, waiting for the next show. And so I went up to him, and I just, you know, I just said, "Hey, man, great job." And I didn't shake his hand or anything. I just, I think I might have fist bumped him. And I, I know that sometimes they don't hear that, and so. I knew he did a great job, and I had to I had to tell him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's
1: if you could if you're happy, that's the whole point of comedy. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. That's it. <laughs> well, cool, uh, Jason.
0: I look forward to seeing what comes up next, and hopefully, you and I will stay in touch. Maybe. Maybe there's another show that we can do later on and see yeah, kind of where where we're at. Um,
1: get someone in here, get a comedian. Yeah, that'd get be a, great. I, I I don't know
0: if I'd be able to compete. I, I think I could crack <laughs> a joke every once in a while, but <laughs> I'm fun. by no means uh, a professional comedian. <laughs> uh, dad jokes maybe, but you, you know, got the dad um, jokes. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> All right, Jason. It was uh, it was a pleasure, and uh, hopefully have you, uh, a great weekend and good rest of your day, and hope you have a good time. Yeah. You too. All right, man. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Mm-hmm. For information on sponsoring the Tea Podcast by Developing Lafayette, go to our website at developinglafayette.com and click Advertise.